Hey y'all, I'm Kendra. And I'm Faith. And we are co-hosts of Socialized Podcast. So, tell the people why we spell socialize the way we do. Well, it's S-O-C-I-A-L-I-E-S. Like, social life. You get it? Yep. Anywho, it's a play on words that I came up with because sometimes we believe the lies that others feed us to define us. So, we are using this platform to empower and inspire women to deny the lies, grab hold of the truth, believing God's perspective. We offer encouragement to our listeners as we talk about life's everyday issues. Real life, real talk, real God. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for your continued support and for joining in with us today. But before you jump into the episode, we want you to know that this episode was actually recorded prior to the unjust deaths that have taken place in our community. And of course, we know that obtaining peace at a time like this has been an uphill battle. However, our prayer is that you hear the heart of the message. I know after listening through it again and again and again, (laughs) I was reminded of just how the peace of God surpasses all understanding. So let's jump in. All right. Hey, everybody. We are back. Um, Today, we are going to be talking about the peace of God and being anxious for nothing. So faith is going to pray your sin like usual, and then we'll get started. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, God, I thank you for today. Thank you for allowing us to come together to speak about this topic that you are so concerned about us for, God. You want us to have your peace and to be anxious for nothing. Thank you for... The ability to know that we can have peace and that we don't have to worry because we can trust in you. So, Father, I pray that you would open our hearts and minds to be able to share and for our listeners to be able to hear what it is that you would have for us to take away from our conversation today. Be with us in your son Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. So, all right, so what's the lie? What's the lie we're going to come back on today? The social lie. Yeah, the social lie. The social lie is that because... Things are crazy in the world around us and in our circumstances that you have to be worried and feel stressed about the circumstances of life. Mm -hmm. And uh, I know a lot of people who function day in and day out in a constant status of stress Mm -hmm. because things are haywire, whether at work or at home and their private lives. So that's the lie, that you have to feel this anxiety right i mean it is probably really you know prevalent today especially with this whole you know covid 19 coronavirus <laughs> you will not kind of need me right now i just feel like it was you know he thought, that, he thought that was a great moment to put that there it was <laughs> you are crazy okay so we got we found a really good definition for what peace is, and whoever was online on Google said that um, peace is freedom from dis- disturbance and total tran- and being in total tranquility. So, Faith, like, is there a time where you ever felt like 100% peace? Yes. I can remember a time, actually it was about two years ago, at my job. And for those who don't know, I'm a, I'm a teacher, and teacher contracts these days are from year to year. So it was around the time where the district decides if they're going to keep schools open for the next year, if the school is going to be able to maintain their staff, uh, the same number of staff persons per campus, 
And so my campus had to make cuts, eight cuts. And uh, it wasn't performance-based. It was just not enough students and potential students enrolled for the next year. And so I was one of those people that got called into the principal's office and was informed that my positions was one of the ones that was being cut for the year. And at that time, I was uh, in my grade level in subject matter. I was the least tenured person. So it just came down to it wasn't performance-based at all. It was just, hey, last one hired, first one to go type of situation. And... My principal said to me, he explained the situation, showed me the official letter from the district, and then was like, do you have any questions? And I just felt this weird sense of peace rest on me. And it wouldn't even allow me to open my mouth in any type of rebut. And he, he kept asking me, do you have any questions? What are you thinking? I'll write you a letter of recommendation. It's not, it, the district won't hold it against you. There's just uh, staff shortages or cuts at this campus. And he kept trying to pull me for a conversation and I just had nothing to give because I felt at peace. So in the ensuing weeks, the other staff members, the other seven staff members that were cut were worried because at this point it was late in the year after the open transfer period, which open transfer makes, makes it easier for you to move from one school to another because you don't have to really interview. It's just, hey, my campus has an overflow. Your campus has a need. So you move people from one place to the other pretty easily. But we were after that period. So uh, they were stressed. A lot of people, you know, going on job interviews, putting in applications everywhere. And they kept saying, Candace, Candace, where are you going? What are you doing for next year? And I was like, I don't know, but I haven't even looked yet. And throughout that time, which was a matter of several weeks up to probably a month or so, I just felt no need to look for other work. Even though everything around me, my situation, my circumstances, like, what are you doing, girl? You got to figure out where you're going, especially because if I didn't get work by a certain, if I didn't have a school to go to by a certain time, the district as a whole would say, you're no longer employed by the district. So in order to apply for another school within the district, it would mean not just, you know, emailing the principal or sending in a school level application. It would mean starting all over for, with the district application, which is very tedious. And so I should have been concerned. And honestly, I was praying like, I was praying and asking God, why do, why do I not feel any push to proceed? And I can't say that I got an answer. I can just say that that sense of calm remained. And maybe two or three days before the end of the school year, my principal called me back into the office and he said, you know, I was able to save two positions and yours was one of them. And I'm not sure what kind of reaction he was expecting, but I'm I can tell from his response that he, he wanted me to be super happy and appreciative of him. And I was, but I couldn't express it. I was just grateful more so to God because that was the answer to the prayer. Why don't I need to be looking? Because he already knew the end from the beginning that he had 
secured my position. So that's why I didn't need to worry. That's why I didn't need to apply. That's why I didn't need to go to job interviews because he had already taken care of it. He knew that before I ever could. So that is an example that I have of just having the peace of God, even when it doesn't make sense. Right. And I think that's like the, that is the biggest thing when you, when you were saying that when you, even in the middle of it, everything around you is total chaos. Like it's your peace at that moment really surpassed all understanding because, right. and I really feel like pieces of like the peace of God is like a supernatural thing. If I can say that, you know, because Absolutely. at the end of the day, we live in reality and like we can just take like now we got COVID, we got death, we got people who look like me and you being gunned down for no reason, you know, and we have no reason in this moment to be like just, you know, fully at peace. But you do when you have the peace of God, because it's like I know I use this word all the time, but it's like God has shifted my perspective so much. It's about perspective and knowing that even with that, I can I can have peace even beyond that. And and. You don't have the words to articulate it. Like, right. it's just a full-on feeling. And you're like, I don't really know why I'm straight. I don't really know why I'm not worried about how I'm going to eat. I'm, you know, facing financial hardship. I ain't tripping. My lights are still on. I'm still paying this mortgage. That is really the peace of God. And it is one of the most peaceful places. You know? you <laughs> yes, never, the peace of God is peaceful. God. It is so it. peaceful, but it's so crazy. And it's sometimes you're like, am I crazy? Because I'm not tripping or am I crazy because I'm not worried? Like, I'm going to tell y'all something. And she might hurt me. Faith ain't had food this whole quarantine. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm pushing her. Explain. Hold on, I, I am a okay. boy. And I'm pushing her, I'm like, Faith, why you ain't got no food? Well, if you get, if you're hungry, I got some whatever. But she realized, she's like, I mean, I'll be all right. Like, I'm going to go. But she will go and get her little, you know, food for the day, a couple days or whatever. She has gone now. But before. Let me clarify something. I not going to the grocery store. I just don't like going to stores. Okay. True. True I story. just don't like grocery shopping. I just don't. And so, yeah, it got to the point where I. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Back. Back to. The, but, <laughs> but I did go to. I she got did. groceries now. But yeah. But <laughs> like having the peace of God to me is one of the most amazing things. And I will say that right now, I think in this season of my life, this is probably like one of the most peaceful seasons. I in our real life, like if I look at my life in reality and just some things that you know I have to deal with, it's like I really shouldn't be. You know what I'm saying? I. I mean, I should be, and I'm grateful, but it's like, there's things that's happening, and I'm like, this should really tick me off. Like, this should really, but it's like, I still have this thing, like, it has no, it has no eternal value. Why should I worry about stuff that I cannot take from here to there? Like, it, like, what is it going to do for me outside of in the earth? Absolutely nothing. So this is, I mean, I'm, I'm real life having fun, and I don't say that, like, boastfully, but I'm really like, this is, this is probably the first time I've really been like, I'm good, Jesus. Like, what we doing? <laughs> you know? Yeah, and I think that God wants us to experience that level of peace. Yes, definitely. And there's a scripture that we pulled for this that really points to his heart concerning wanting us to have peace. John 14 and 27. Peace I leave with you, my, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. So he's giving us his peace 
He's saying, here, I, I'm not here with you in the physical sense, because at, at this time he was speaking to the disciples mm -hmm. when he was here present on earth. He's saying, hey, I'm going, but I'm going to leave with you my peace. Yeah. So that's a promise that he's like, hey, I'm giving you the Holy Spirit. I'm giving you my peace that you can choose to take. Right. Or so, you can choose not to. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So you telling me I can choose peace. You can. I can choose to be peaceful. Huh? You can. Listen. And I, my bad, you go. <laughs> and I think that's so important. I think. I think again, I'm sorry, I say this so much, but it's really like a thing. Like you'll you'll learn why I always talk about perspective soon. But it's like once I think once you realize get to a point of re God really revealing himself to you, when you really allow him to, because sometimes we are in our own way. That was definitely my story. But when God reveals himself to you and he really shows you, girl, you worried about the wrong thing. Like you you know, it's like everything starts to like make Makes sense, I guess you can say. It's hard to be like, I really ain't got to worry about nothing. You know what I'm saying? That doesn't mean it's going to be easy. Absolutely not. But when you really think about it, you really don't have anything to worry about. Right. Because ultimately, we can't change much in our own power and in our own strength anyway. We like to think we can. Yes. But... We, we don't. The only thing we have to hold on to is the sovereignty of God. Yes. And peace falls into that. Right. His peace is permanent. It is secure mm -hmm. if you choose to grab hold exactly. of it. And being having peace is not saying that life circumstances are free from disturbance like the definition says. It doesn't mean your life is peaceful, but your position mm -hmm. can be peaceful in the yeah. midst of a chaotic situation right so you don't have to be disturbed when we place our concerns in god's hands right so to me peace is more so or choosing peace is more so about staying in position under yeah. god and understanding that the weight of whatever is could be burdening you you can release to him right. you can lay it at his feet and and trust him with yeah. it yeah so i think that's great but listen, God has a lot to say about it. Matthew 6 and 25 through 33, which is a long passage of yeah, scripture. I, say, I don't think we're going to read all that. We're not going to read all of it, but I do want to pick, highlight a, a few verses. Yeah. Because especially right now in our current circumstances where there are people without work, mm -hmm. people without their basic necessities being met, our frontline workers are putting their bodies at harm right. to assist the general public with our needs. There's just a lot going on. And God says, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, or about your body, or what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They don't sow or reap or store away any barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? That's good. So in verse 27, it says, can any one of you by worrying add a single hour to your life? Listen, and that's the one that took me out. Can it, can it add anything? No. Absolutely All you're going to do is not. take another hour being stressed and worried about life circumstances. And I think in those, those first two lines of scripture, it covered everything, everything that yes. is of concern right now. Food. Clothes. You know, your life, what you're going to eat, your body, 
those are the things that are under attack right now. Exactly. You know, and he's saying even in all of that, don't be worried because you thinking about it cannot change or add anything. So give it to God and choose peace, even in the midst of all confusion. Mm -hmm. So, so if there is anybody out there who's really dealing with, you know, so much turmoil, you really don't know, especially in this situation, like we were saying, you don't know how you're going to eat. You don't know. I mean, you may have children, you know, you may have family members. You're probably even dealing with death for a lot of us, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, and I don't, I don't want to seem insensitive. Right. You know, because that's, that's totally not my angle at all, because I do understand what it feels like to go without. Mm-hmm. You know, but at the end of the day, if you have the strength and you do, just all you got to do is say, OK, Lord, I'm trusting you. I don't have to be worried about this because he just said, I'm feeding the birds. I'm feeding the animals. How do you think they eat? If Are you not more valuable to them? <clears throat> He's basically telling you, yes, you are. Mm-hmm. So if I'm going to feed the little bird and the little dog and the little camel or all these animals, please believe I'm going to feed you. Yeah, we're made in his image. Definitely. He's not going to leave us out. He takes care of creation. He'll take care of us, too. And where I think some people, the anxiety sets in when they can't figure out the how. Yes. <laughs> which, I, which makes sense because I mean, we, yeah. we, I mean, that's what we do. We, we always trying to figure out what's our, you know, our next move. Like, what, what do I need to do here? How do I need to get there? And sometimes we just need to, like, rest and listen and say, okay. I've tried so long to do this on my own. It's time for me to really go and trust God and say, okay, Lord, clearly what I'm doing ain't working. So help me to do it. And he will. He will. Like, I'm a living witness that he will. And he'll send help. I think, you know, especially people who are used to being in a position of have to going to have not Mm -hmm. is, is tough. Right. But God puts people, organizations, churches, you know, several different methods yeah. that he he goes about getting things done. But we got to be willing to first acknowledge that we need something outside of ourselves. <clears throat> right. Give it to God. Right. And, and look for those opportunities. For right. It. And you ain't, like, I know, because I think sometimes I can definitely be, and I'm not saying I'm prideful in a way to where it's like, I'm prideful, I don't need no help. It's just like, I'm one of those ones that's kind of like, I can figure this out, you know? And it's sometimes real life hard for me to ask. And if you're there, like, I can remember, there was one time I literally, I was talking to a friend and I needed help with something. And it was a lot that, you know, I had real life thought that nobody really wanted to help me, yet I am one to help any and everybody, especially the ones I love, you know? But I'll just help you. And I'm literally sitting here crying. And she was like, why are you crying? And I was like, I don't have no help. And she was like, what? You know, and, and that is a form of pride, even though I'm mm-hmm. like saying, I'm not saying like, I got it. That's what, that wasn't it. It was just, I was too prideful to ask. One, because I feel like I didn't want to bother anybody. You know what I'm saying? And that I've always been taught, you make your, you do what you got to do to get, you know, get where you need to get. So don't, don't allow pride to be the one thing that keeps you from allowing God to help you. Because if you're prideful, how is he going to use me or anybody else to say, oh, you know, the Lord told me that I needed to bless you. Simple, because those happen a lot. Yeah. A lot of the time. He uses us to bless other people. That's mostly how he talks to us through people. And that's how he helps us through people. That's right. how he sets things up. That's how you get jobs and all these different things through people. You Even what you were saying, the guy was just like, I thought you would be happy because I saved your job. Nah, bro, I want you. But I appreciate the Lord for using yes, you. thank you. I was appreciative, but he... Yeah, exactly. Right. So I think one thing my aunt, one of my aunts told me that 
helped to break that pride that I had of wanting to just be self-sufficient. And I think I do a pretty good job of being responsible. We're not talking about responsible being irresponsible, I mean, versus being irresponsible. But when you have a legitimate need, asking, and she said to me, as much as you give when God is putting it on your heart, why don't you think that God can put you on somebody else's heart? True, that's good. And so when you reject that or don't make a request for someone who might otherwise be willing, you are stopping the flow of blessings through that person's right. life because yeah. God blesses others in order that they can be a blessing. And when you reject or, you know, sit in, in suffer in silence, you're stopping the flow. Mm -hmm. And so back to the topic, we just need to rest in the peace of God and give over anxiety, which is real guys. I'm not negating that you feel, uh, could possibly feel anxious mm -hmm. and, worried about the situation at all it is very real which is why god offers a very real alternative right that yes you could be anxious but it won't help yes you could worry but it won't make things better or you can have my peace all right so i guess this this is going to be a short one today so we're, we're going to do a declaration of you guys life and so it's going to come from second peter 5 and 7 and it says cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you simple so i just say speak that over your life every day even when, when you feel anxious when you feel afraid when you feel like it just ain't working for you, just speak it over your life because he absolutely positively cares for you. I know this for a fact. There will never be another time in my life where I ever question that because I real I know it. And it all comes with me choosing to to believe and to trust God. So we just want to leave y'all with that. I I'm think I think I'm gonna say I think Faith don't pray, even though she tried to play me in a second. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Thank you, Lord, for your peace, God, and access to it, Father. I thank you that we don't have to worry, and we know that worrying doesn't bring anything fruitful. But, Father, I praise you, and I thank you for the opportunity to lay our burdens at your feet and trust that if you take care of the birds and you take care of the animals, that you'll take care of us, too. So, Father, I pray that the peace of you would rest on us, God, and I pray that the Holy Spirit would speak loudly in the ear of those who need to hear this message. It's in your mighty son, Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to Socialize Podcast. We would love to connect with you. On IG at Socialize underscore podcast, Facebook at Socialize Podcast all together, or you can email us at socializepodcast at gmail.com. All of our information will be in the show notes. Again, thanks for listening to Socialize, Ignite by God's Perspective. Real life, real talk, real God.